Christchurch, New Malden, 25th August 2019, 11 o'clock service. Barbara Griffith speaking on Why I Am a Christian. I wasn't here three, three weeks ago, but managed to listen to the beginning of Frank Dobson's talk on the recording. He said that Stephen must be running out of people to give these talks, so I felt a bit deflated then. I was born over 200 miles from here on the outskirts of a Lancashire town. I think there's a photograph of me in a pram. There were lots of people to play with and this photo was taken on a Sunday school holiday. It's a photo of me upside down on an old-fashioned climbing frame. I have an older brother, his name is Ian, and here he is in a photo with shirt, tie and pullover. Ian still lives in Lancashire, and there's a photo of him with his son and our nephews. There's also a shot of his current extended family taken in Scotland, with me looking like a matriarchal figure. I also had an older sister, and it is strange that I cannot find a photo of her, as she was very important in my life. I know there are photos, but nothing immediately to hand. Her name was Jessica, but she died suddenly in 2015. This was a great loss to me as we were very close and supported each other through thick and thin. She prayed an enormous amount and my husband Hugh has managed to find this photograph of her. I would say that my mother was a Christian and also my grandma who used to babysit sometimes. During the times with my grandma, she would teach me a scripture alphabet which I have not forgotten. I never got around to teaching a scripture I never got around to teaching this scripture alphabet to my children, but have written the alphabet down to teach my grandchildren. Here are my grandchildren, Isla and Reuben. And I've got some examples of the scripture alphabet. Obviously, there's a verse for every letter of the alphabet, even Z. Um, and I'll just give you an example of B. Be kind one to another, which is from the book of 1 Thessalonians. And I, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep, and my sheep know me, from John. As I have benefited from studying the Bible and have tried to follow the teaching of Jesus, I would like to pass on these principles to my grandchildren. I hope that when our own children were young, they learned some good things from us just by living with us. At the age of 12, I went to an Easter camp in North Wales. It wasn't a camp full of tents, but we were in a wooden bungalow on the edge of a cliff. Each day was packed with outings, but each evening was when we had talks based on the events of Holy Week leading up to the cross. It was here that I realised that being a Christian meant believing that Jesus died on the cross for me and that his death was because of the sin in the world. I would say this is the point that I became a Christian as I confessed my need for God in my life and entered into a personal relationship with him. I wanted to live my life following the teachings of the Bible. As a teenager, I would join a group of people each year to go to the Keswick Convention in the Lake District. It was a week of talks and singing, and here I learnt more about commitment to God on a day-to-day -day basis. One year I had my 21st birthday. 
Atkesic and was given a beautiful tea set which I still use. The other thing that happened was that I was asked to stand on a chair while the hundreds of people at the meeting sang congratulations to me and you can possibly work out my age from this bit of information. The chair I was standing on was mainly canvas and I spent the entire song trying not to overbalance onto the floor. When I'd finished being a teenager and a regular member of the church youth club, a member of the church staff suggested that I would benefit from moving away from home. This was because she had noticed that my father was extremely strict and cramping my style somewhat. I decided this was good advice and managed to get a job as a medical secretary at the Watford Peace Memorial Hospital in Hertfordshire. My parents were upset that I was moving so far away, but encouraged by the fact that my friend was also moving to that area to be near her fiancé's family. I spent a year in Watford making new friends there and attending a local church, but felt that I could be more use working on the wards than in the hospital office where I was a medical secretary. So I applied for nursing training at the Royal London Hospital in Whitechapel. I started there one year after leaving home. My parents helped with the move and got thoroughly lost in the London traffic. I was due to start my induction that day, so when I spotted a tube station, I jumped out of the car with a quick goodbye to my parents who agreed to carry on getting lost with all my luggage. I really enjoyed the preliminary training school and made friends with a surprising mixture of people, some of whom lived in the nurses' home with me. It was a few months later whilst working on various wards that I realised I was struggling. <coughs> By this time I had joined a city church and had met a particular friend who regularly invited me to her flat in Clapham where she fed me and listened to me. She also gave me the idea of trying to learn Bible verses which might help me. There was one collection of verses I wrote on a small card which I kept in the pocket of my nurse's uniform and could look at it in the sluice when I was waiting for the bedpan washer to finish its cycle. These days they've moved on with disposable things. The verses I learnt were these. Don't worry over anything whatever. Tell God every detail of your needs in earnest and thankful prayer. And the peace of God, which transcends human understanding, will keep constant guard over your hearts and minds as they rest in Christ Jesus. It was when I took notice of these verses that I was able to talk to God about my concerns and to trust him to help me cope. Sometimes I wouldn't remember, but when I did, I began to realize the power of prayer. These verses can be found in the Bible in the book of Philippians chapter 4 and verses 6 and 7, and it's the passage that John read to us. They still help me these days. I met someone else at the city church too. I was asked to join another person to be a welcomer at the evening services. His name was Hugh, and here he is, 10 weeks old. <laughs> on, on the way back from Hong Kong, where he was born. By this time, I was a staff nurse and lived in hospital accommodation in Whitechapel. Hugh lived in West Kensington, which was the opposite end of the district line. We married in 1976 in my hometown, and set up home in Hugh's bachelor flat in West Kensington. It was an attic flat and 1976 was the other hottest summer. So we used to get home from work and put cans of coke into our little freezer box 
One day, one of them exploded all over a new towel from our wedding gifts. I can't seem to forget that. <laughs> Hugh and I were of the same mind regarding our Christian faith and wanted to live our lives according to the teaching of the Bible. So we joined a home group in New Malden where we could grow in our faith. This home group proved very valuable to us in their support and prayer for us. I suffered quite badly from hormonal disturbance on a regular basis. This meant that for only one week in three, I was able to cope with life as if I could carry the whole world on my shoulders, but the rest of the time, I could suffer from incoordination, lack of confidence, depression, and felt unable to face normal life. I would have to wear larger clothes at those times due to fluid retention. I don't know what the latest name is for this, but I was suffering from PMS, which stood for premenstrual syndrome. It was necessary to organize our diaries so that we could reduce our social commitments during the potentially bad times. It was impossible for anyone to say the right thing. But I was brought many mugs of tea by my husband. Somehow we lived to tell the tale. Four years after we were married, we were expecting our first child due at the beginning of May 1980. Things were not straightforward at the beginning and the medical staff were surprised that the pregnancy progressed. Two weeks before the baby was due to be born, I mentioned a lack of fetal movement to the leader of my antenatal class. I was advised to get checked at the hospital, so Hugh and I went along to Queen Mary's Hospital where the baby was due to be born in two weeks' time, and also where I had been working in the antenatal clinic. This meant that the maternity staff knew me quite well and they had the task of telling us that the baby had died. What a shock. We were given the choice of being induced immediately or going home to get a night's sleep and come back in the morning. We decided to go home where we could phone our friends to let them know and ask them to pray. The next day the baby was induced and turned out to be a very perfect little girl called Helen. We will never forget her. Just before she was born, whilst I was in labour, the person who was the Christchurch curate at the time was allowed into the labour ward, <clears throat> and this was a great comfort. People hardly knew what to say, but Jeff just sat with us, which really helped. Following this, we found the biggest help was the time people spent listening and the provision of evening meals for us. It was a demonstration of God's care for us and we learnt the value of our caring friends. Someone even did our washing. I didn't return to full-time work at that stage and got stuck into life in New Malden, finding Christchurch support very helpful and learning to care for other people too. One year later, David was born. Here he is. And two years after that, Anna was born. Here we all are. I, looking different. <laughs> I did suffer from postnatal depression, which required natural hormone therapy. There were times when I just took off to Richmond Park and just drove round and round trying to just exist. I would say to God, why do you imagine I can cope with this? I found the book of Psalms often expressed how I was feeling. Things were always worse if I didn't have enough sleep and it was hard to cope with energetic children the next day. We had music when travelling in the car on the way to sports activities, for instance, so we included Christian songs as a way of providing Bible knowledge. 
When walking along with the buggy, I would converse with the children and chat about things that were important to them. As they grew older, it seemed that when they wanted to chat, it would be midnight. But I started to ask God for the strength to stay awake and properly listen. It was particularly difficult in the teenage years when my daughter informed us she was going to stop going to church things when she was 16 and that she would rebel and we wouldn't be able to stop her. She did rebel and to cut a long painful story short, after a few years she reconnected with an old friend who invited her to her church and the family collected her every Sunday. Our part was to carry on praying. She then joined a church group where she was free to ask questions about faith, which led her to want to give her story about being a Christian and to show her commitment to God by being baptised. She's now married to a Baptist minister on the Essex coast. We have good family times together several times a year with David, our eldest, who is married to Claire, who also, Claire was also baptised a few years ago and with Dave and Anna and two children. Here we all are before the grandchildren arrived. In life's ups and downs, Hugh and I commit our issues to God and have made a habit of praying together about each day as it begins and then praying together at bedtime. There's a lot more I could say, but the important thing is this. God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. John chapter 3, verse 16. It is because I believe this that I am able to trust God in my life and to receive help and guidance from him. This is why I am a Christian. Oh, and we have a dog called Poppy. Here she is. Poppy was too unwell to attend the recent pet service, but Stephen prayed for healing for her and she actually got better. And there are just some photographs of some of the people who've supported me um, since we came to New Malden. Thank you for listening. Mm -hmm.